This is the Cast, episode three. Hey Rippers, are you still struggling to catch waves? Do you walk around parking lots chatting up other surfers with your surfboard and your leash still attached? Then stick around because this podcast is just for you. If you shred the gnar at all, then you know us surfers love to spot a kook. But no worries, we all kook it. And that's why I'm here with my good friend Travis to talk about it. So hang on to your swimmies and get ready to learn from us. The Cast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one story at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope of trying not to kook it. This is the best source for audio surf lessons, providing you with some insightful topics on all things learning to surf. I'm your host, Coach Chris, from the surf training and education program, The Surf Continuum, where I work personally and virtually with surfers to cultivate proper technique, fundamental skills, and to teach you how to read waves so you can catch them on your own and surf for life. Today, we're going to be talking about walking around with your leash on. Here I am with my friend Travis, and uh, I'll have him tell you a kooky story about himself. Uh, before you get to that, Travis, tell me a little about yourself. Uh, what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I want to know, what do you do? Uh, physician, family medicine, and uh, work in urgent care. Cool. See a lot of, you know, sew up a lot of surfers here and there, <laughs> take out fish hooks, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, so tell me about your kookiest moment. So obviously you're a surfer. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, I think me and all the listeners would like to hear about one of your kookiest moments that you can recall. All right, well, uh, you know, this this topic brings up a fond memory of mine. Uh, so I used to ocean lifeguard over at uh, Smith's Point in Suffolk County. And uh, if, if you've ever been there, the top of that uh, pavilion, um, there's like um, these volleyball nets, and then there's kind of... Uh, cement walkways all around that and then the volleyball nets are under sand mm -hmm. and um, I had just got my first custom board uh, this fish is this yellow fish I actually still have it nice who made uh, it uh, Bunger yeah. Bunger yeah. classic awesome board and um, and so I was so excited to go surfing this day because you know I couldn't really surf you know lifeguarding I'm just staring at these awesome waves all day and uh, so I'm up top and uh, we just closed out the day. All the lifeguards up there were chatting it up, and I strap on my board, and I start running uh, for the, the stairs. You I strapped on your leash. I strapped it up on top, <laughs> you know, because I was so excited. And, so you're on the lifeguard stand. I'm, I'm a new surfer at this time, still, like, uh, <laughs> not that experienced. And, uh, and so I'm running through the sand pit, you know, past the uh, volleyball nets, and then... <laughs> Bam! I, I I trip like right on the sand. I land in the sand. Board smacks the uh, cement, oh. and uh, yeah, and I couldn't ride it that day. Oh. And so I just got this board, and now uh, like you know I had to wait another two weeks to get it repaired. Oh, did you bring it like, back to Bunger to repair it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. boy, what did they say? Uh, they're you know bummed out, but yeah, he's <laughs> done a lot of repairs on that board for me. That's funny. Uh, they left. So so wait. So how did how did you fall? You you ran into the volleyball net? No no. I ran past the volleyball net, but I had the leash on, and then uh, I didn't know this at the time. Nobody told me like don't ever strap your leash on uh, before you know getting into the water. Like you know, and uh, so I trip over the leash and then just 
sand and my so, board ate pavement. So it was completely you, the board, and the leash. Yeah. And, and you just ate it. Ate it. And everybody just looked at me like, what the? <laughs> you know? I'm sure they all knew it was your new board. You're yeah, probably talking yeah, about it all, all day. Yeah, pretty sad about it. Oh, oh, oh that's painful. Too, you know? All right. Well, so tell us about your surfing nowadays. I'm sure you learned your lesson. Uh, you don't put your leash on before you get to the water's edge, huh? You know, uh, yeah, usually, usually I don't, you know. <laughs> still cook out sometimes, you know. <laughs> sure. And, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, learned that you have to hold on to the leash, you know, after you put it on. Yeah, if you do and plan on walking with it on. Yeah, yeah. Even, like, access. getting in and out of the water, I've definitely still cooked out. You know, forget about holding on to the leash and then yeah. stumble and fall into some rocks or something like that. I'm always curious to hear how people learn to surf. Myself, I, I taught myself, you yeah. know, and, and I struggled for years to even catch a wave because yeah. nobody really told me how to do stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, tell um, me about your journey. What was it like learning to surf? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, you know, I remember being like uh, four years old or something like that, and we found a, like a broken surfboard and hmm. uh, some, some guy was throwing out, and my mom let me, you know, grab it and then I was trying to surf not not surf it but just stand on the water edge you mm -hmm. know and then I got splinters so there's no surfboard till like <laughs> and I moved from Hawaii to New York so I wasn't going to the beach that much and then um how my, old were you when you moved to New York I was uh about oh, turning six around then oh wow so yeah. you're in Hawaii from what when I was little infancy yeah to six years old yeah and your experience surfing in Hawaii was strictly standing on splintered fiberglass. Yeah, there's that, and then just getting tossed around in the waves, body surfing, you know? Well, not really surfing it, but just getting smacked around as a kid, you know? Yeah, I remember my first time getting, like, just smacked by this wave and getting tossed around, you know, washing machine style. Sure, yeah. I was probably, like, four years old or something <laughs> like that. And uh, I remember just falling in love with it and being like, this is amazing, you know, <laughs> love playing uh, with the ocean. I wish I had you know? that same experience. So Ugh. my first major wipeout that I remember wasn't because I got myself into the situation. It was because my mom <laughs> was oh. pushing me to go out further into the lineup. Oh, wow. And she was like, oh, sure, come on, it'll be easy. It's no problem. And she didn't know what she was doing, you know. She just dragged me out a little farther than the whitewater and... I just remember turning around, seeing this wave come, and she just disappeared into the face of it as she let me go. Oh, and I just got pitched. Through my learning how to surf, she always encouraged me to go for it. You know, I always, I would remember one time where I was telling her about coming out to surf in Montauk. And I was all nervous because these boys that were taking me out there would like, get it all built up in my head they're like oh it's bigger out there and yeah not yeah. drop in on anybody and yeah. blah 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 so i remember telling my mom i'm like 10 years old you know or more 11 i don't know first surfboard was around that time yeah. and i was like mom the waves are really big out there i don't know if i can do it and she was like what do you mean she was like so what you get held under for a couple extra seconds wow. you can hold your breath what? you can do it and i was Man. like yeah, I guess yeah. so. Like, if I get held under for water for a little longer, I can manage that. Was she an ocean person? Sounds like she's she a brave person. Uh, you know, she just like charged. Mm. She charged in life. And that, my mother, on the other hand, is the opposite. She totally scared of the ocean. Won't go in the deep end in a pool. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so getting her to like take me to the ocean was uh, well. She loved going there, but um, it wasn't until I was eleven that she let me uh, start surfing, mm. and I got my first board then. But it was. Uh, was the, it new? Uh, no, used, used like a hundred bucks, you yeah, know, from yeah. uh, one of the surf shops, and um, and it, but it was a potato chip, you know, it was like oh, super yeah. thin and what totally, 
Yeah, looking back, you know, knowing now. The wrong board. Totally the wrong board, but, you know, when you're young. But you did it. Yeah, well, that board I ended up not learning on. Uh You know, we used to go to West Hampton a lot and uh, and try try and catch a shore break. I remember almost standing up on one. Maybe I got my feet up on it, I don't remember, but just going over the falls, basically. (laughs) And uh, And then the board popped up, missing the nose. You know, just like totally... Buried it yeah, in the sand. Buried that thing. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And then, yeah, those boards are tough. Yep. And then I got finally um, my uncle's neighbor, who was like a, a long time Long Island surfer, had this old board that his wife was making him get rid of, you know, because he hasn't used it in mm-hmm. years. And I uh, got that thing for like 60 bucks, and but it was a lot fatter and uh, wide and, mm-hmm. you know, a good solid beginner board. I still have it. And uh, I remember standing up on my first wave at Gilgo and uh, just kind of, um, it was just like a mushy day, outer bar mush, you know, And but standing up on that thing and just like riding this wave and feeling like, holy shit, I'm like, I'm just standing on the ocean and riding this fucking wave. It's, it was insane. That's it, yeah. right? That's all it takes. It's just the most magical, like floating experience and then that 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 was the bug and that was it yeah yeah Yeah. that's how it starts it's just one wave your first surfboard reminds me of my surf first surfboard it was um 50 bucks and i had 42 i remember i had to borrow eight dollars from my parents nice and uh it was similar to what you described kind of a potato chip but it was like it was a potato chip for the 90s so it wasn't Mm. like a a modern Mm. super modern potato chip it was more of yeah, it just had more volume for a short board. Okay. So I was able to kind of struggle on it for a couple of years. And I mean, there really was no options of getting another board hmm. either. You know, that was it. That was all I had. And yeah. luckily yeah. I had the determination to do it. Like there was no stopping me. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I didn't catch a wave at all the first summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I might not have the second summer either. I'd like to talk about... Um, your biggest fear in surfing and whether it's still now Mm. and you haven't gotten over it or Mm. you know is it something you got over and found a way uh, like what is what in surfing scares you the most and i guess it's more pertaining to when you started but yeah is it sharks big waves rip turns it used to be sharks you know i remember watching jaws when i was probably like like four or five or something like that and uh and then for the longest time um even but it never held me away from the ocean Mm -hmm. but it would just like be a constant fear and Mm -hmm. constant like worry of mine and now like you know after after the first 10 years of surfing all of a sudden it started to fade Mm -hmm. and then one year it was just like oh i'm not even thinking about it anymore Mm -hmm. but there's such a strong desire to still be out there that i kept going for it and then over time the fear went away but um i would say my my current largest fear is uh is pretty real it's uh <laughs> uh it happened when i was uh going to college at uh in hawaii and um uh my buddy and i we drove up to the north shore and it was a big day and the lifeguards were telling us not to go in but we still went out and um we, were, we went to this one of these spots where there's a nice channel so easy paddle out um but easy to get yourself into yeah, trouble easy to get into trouble and, um, you know, I didn't have any education on big wave surfing at that time. 
and I still don't, but just I learned some things this day. <laughs> you took the crash course. Yeah, yeah, I took a good crash course. <laughs> and so uh, we're, uh, we're getting lots of nice rides. It's like a friendly wave, pretty much, as long as you're taking the right. Um, but as soon as you took a left, it's kind of all... Uh, um you know that's where all the waves are breaking you yeah, know no channel yeah no channel so if you're in there you better be able to paddle out real quick or you better be like an amazing swimmer and surfer you know mm -hmm. um and i was in pretty good shape at the time but uh um but I, you know i took this left and it was a little bit over double overhead so it's probably like a, a good like 15 foot face or something like that mm -hmm. and um you know, at first dropping into a wave like that, uh, it, well, uh, you know, it was just like so thrilling and exciting, you know, just, uh, you know, and I'm a, I'm goofy footed, so I really wanted to take some lefts and I think I <laughs> might've gotten away with one or two before this happened. But, yeah. um, so as I'm coming off of this wave, I see this set rolling in I'm like, Oh no, this is the <laughs> first wave of the set. And, uh, so I'm like, okay. I'm gonna paddle up and then I, and paddle my my hardest, you know, to try and make it through. And then I realize there's no way I'm making it through this. And so uh, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hold onto this board, duck dive as deep as I can, and not let go of this board. I'm coming up with this board, you know. So not even like I don't know, probably not even a whole second went by, and that thing ripped the board away from me. <laughs> and then I'm fighting the wave, and I'm, I wasted so much oxygen. And then I did the same thing over and over again, like three different waves uh, pounding on me. And um, by the by the time the third one got me, I remember um, just my my whole body went into this super relaxed mode without me trying to. It was just like all of a sudden it's like you know I couldn't fight it anymore. Was it like giving up or yeah, just my body was just... giving out. Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, and so. Um, it, like you know i remember trying to go to the surface a couple of times and getting knocked down and then uh i got to the point where um my body was so low on oxygen i know now you know through medicine that it was, it's called agonal breathing that um it's like they're the last gasp before you die basically oh wow and um and so there's this reflex from the brainstem where you're um, your brainstem kicks this uh, signal to the diaphragm to make these gasps, but they're not like super frequent. Um, and so I was just struggling to keep my mouth shut so I wouldn't just take in a ton of water, you know. And that's why people's lungs fill up with water. It's this agonal gas oh, right before the they die. Last instinctual attempt yeah, at to breathe. Yeah. Oh wow. And um, so I was like, man, if I if I can't keep my mouth shut, then I'm going to suck in a ton of water and this is it, you know? And I remember it, it felt like the longest time, like I'm thinking about my mom, you know, life, my family and like things I want to do in life. And, and it was like, oh my God, like this could be it, but I'm not ready. Like this is, I'm not ready to go, you know? Wow. And, uh, so needless to say, finally I made it up. And uh, my board was somehow still attached to me, and I, I think I probably crawled up the leash. I don't really, it's a little vague, but I somehow got on the board. I remember I couldn't move my arms, like I couldn't paddle, um, but the event eventually got washed up onto the beach and was uh, dying for oxygen for a good, like, 15, 20 minutes, oh just gasping. Wow. Yeah. 
That's uh, heavy. Yeah. So Jeez, that's... needless to say, I'm scared of big waves still. <laughs> that's but, a legitimate fear to have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's that definitely brings me to think of a couple of big wave stories of mine, but never quite as like close to death as that. Yeah, I remember, and so I learned a couple of things from that. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, this, so is, tell this, us. Is, this is what I took from that experience is that, you know, your oxygen consumption is huge when it comes to big wave surfing and, uh, or, you know, or anything out of your league, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so uh, that super relaxed mode I ended up going into, you know, just because my body forced me to, is kind of what you want to do ahead of time. Right away. Yeah, and you don't want to uh, hold on to your board, you know, actually in big surf, because um, you're just going to waste oxygen trying to hold on to it. Mm. Uh, obviously, if it's not that huge of surf, you also don't want to let it go if there's a lot of surfers in the water because it's dangerous and right, it's maximum. So there's definitely a fine line between when you're supposed to let your board go and when not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, in in this kind of situation where there's no one around me and, um, you know, the, the thing th- that I should have done was di- dive down as deep as I can, try to avoid the white water, not hold on to my board. If I get caught by the white water, it's important to just relax, mm-hmm. protect the head as much as you can without with still staying relaxed. So in case the board is nearby or something, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to smack your head. Um, and then, uh, and that's, that's the main thing is conserve the oxygen. Yeah. And then, force yourself to relax. And then also there's breathing techniques. Uh, maybe you can share with us, uh, prior to getting yeah, in that situation. <laughs> you know, I definitely am, am attracted to the men who do that, like mm-hmm. truly big wave surfing. Yeah. And I think that it's, it's pretty impressive and you just can't help, but just sit there and listen to them, you know? And one thing that they definitely always talk about is relaxing Yeah. and, and they train a lot to, to be able to relax in that situation because, you know, natural instinct is to panic and to fight for survival yeah but it's uh you know it's it's just another one of those counterintuitive things in surfing that you really should be doing the opposite to achieve what you ultimately want yeah in this case it's you know relax when you feel like you should be fighting yeah it's really like a log log or what is it called logarithmic Uh, i don't know (laughs) a log graph i don't know well it's it's like a you know it's a graph of uh time and oxygen consumption ah oh i see what you're saying yeah and so the more even worries the mind uses a lot of oxygen Mm. so if the mind is not relaxed you're even using you know having yeah and i mean we all know that any enlightened individual knows that your mind is such a powerful part of how things play out in your life in general Mm -hmm. you know so it makes perfect sense to me that if you're panicking you're using up more oxygen Mm -hmm. you know and you're going to be less prepared to deal with a a long hold down Mm -hmm. interesting yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, all about sharks. There was there was one time uh, right out here in East Hampton. No, uh, yeah. Don't tell me this. Yep. <laughs> I was uh, surfing. I think over near Georgica, over there, um, and this uh, these birds. I'm the only one out there. It wasn't even like a good day, but I was just like messing around, and uh, all these birds come over. And I'm like, this is a little strange. They're like flocking near me like and a bunch of them a bunch of them flocking around me and i'm like what, what's going on here and i didn't think like I, I looked around and you know i was like whatever and then, then um uh, a little bit later they they left and they came back and then all of a sudden i see this fin and it's probably like a hundred yards out so it wasn't that close but it was close enough close enough and then uh um so i booked it in and uh it, it looked pretty damn huge this this thing 
and um you know i i was guessing it was like 15 footer or something like that that's uh, maybe, maybe bigger yeah <laughs> but um so i i, I book it into shore and uh and uh, you know it, didn't, it wasn't after me apparently if it was it would have gotten me by then yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> it, it wasn't that far away and uh and then i, I tell some people on the beach and then uh, they're like looking and all of a sudden they see it and then everybody on the beach sees it because this thing came pretty damn close to right up close to shore and uh and so i remember the whole beach just watching this and um the next day uh somebody was talking about the shark that washed up on in amagansett on the beach so it might have just been a sick uh you know great white but it, they said it was only like 10 feet but I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. I was really scared when I saw that it. That's pretty big it was about fish. twenty to thirty feet. Yeah, it's like a hundred foot shark right there. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how fear does that to yeah. you. Know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and those waves, how big are those waves that were pounding you at uh in, in Hawaii that that scary day? Oh, that scary day. With like the they're like fifteen foot faces around there. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. and that one set, it wasn't exceptionally bigger. Or it was just a it was just a set you got caught in the wrong spot. Yeah, I don't know. When you're in the water, everything looks a lot bigger too. Like in when the water, when your head, <laughs> yeah, when your head's right in front of it, it just looks like stories upon stories of, yeah. you know. But it probably. Yeah, probably around 15 foot face. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, and then cute. I don't remember the other ones. It's just like after a while, you know, I don't know how big they were. It fades away. Yeah. How old were you at that time? Uh, must have been like 20. Around there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's about the age you get yourself into trouble. You yeah. know, you're perfectly fit to get yourself out in the big waves and realize you shouldn't be out there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is the Coopcast. Uh, great episode with Travis Koch. If uh, you get hit in the head with your surfboard or you get a fish hook in your face or something, I'm sure you'll be meeting Travis on your own at the, uh, the urgent care center yep. <laughs> right here on Long Just Island. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take good care of you. Tell him, uh, tell him you listen to the Coopcast. Right on. Well, thanks. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah. Yeah.